0: Oh, I forgot to unmute myself. That is my favorite hymn. And every time we sing it, I feel like my heart is gonna burst open. Like I'm gonna join all of creation and praise God. It's so exciting to sing that one. Um, I'm excited. Sorry, I'm so excited. Okay, good morning kids. Um, It's so lovely to see you all again this week. I hope and pray that um, as we are gathered together today, that we will not only learn more about God, but that also that we would yearn more for God. So I've been so pleased by how you have been learning so many new words each Sunday. And today we have many new words, but I'm not worried because you all have been such good listeners. I also am so encouraged but how well you listen for the word of the Lord on Sundays. Now, we've been hearing from the book of Acts for many weeks now. Today, we're going to pick up from where we left off last week. Last week, we heard about one of the first ordained deacons of God's church. His name, as you remember, was Stephen. We heard about how Stephen was someone who was full of the Holy Spirit and how Stephen loved God with all of his heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he loved his neighbor as himself. Even though his enemies hated him, Stephen continued to love those who hated him. He knew who Jesus was and wanted to live as Jesus taught. Stephen took serious the truth of what he believed, that God so loved the world, that God gave his only son Jesus to save the world, that whoever believes in Jesus will see God and have eternal life. Stephen did not fear death, just like Jesus. Do you remember all this, yeah? Now remember I told you there was a young man standing there when Stephen was being stoned? Remember all the other men who were accusing Stephen of saying evil things about Moses and God? They took off their coats and they placed their coats at uh, this man's feet. Remember that? Well, this young man's name was Saul. Saul stood there while Stephen was being stoned because he agreed agreed. He said, yes, this is good. He agreed with the Sanhedrin that Stephen should die. The killing of Stephen was a shock to the church. When he died, the godly believers who took Stephen's body, and they buried him. And They mourned deeply for him. Can you imagine how sad the church must have felt? Now remember, Stephen took care of the widows. He did amazing things in the name of Jesus, like healing people. So, can you imagine how much the widows, all the people he took care of, can you imagine how much they must have mourned over his death? More than that, you see, on the day that Stephen was killed, the church in Jerusalem began to be attacked and treated badly. The church began to be persecuted. The man Saul began to destroy the church. Saul went from house to house. And anyone who believed in Jesus, Saul dragged them, you know, both men and women, and he put them in prison. All the believers were forced out of Jerusalem except the apostles. Only the apostles stayed in Jerusalem. And so the the believers were scattered throughout other regions outside of Jerusalem called Judea and Samaria. They had to leave because the church was being persecuted. They were being attacked and treated badly must have been a very scary time for them. But here's the amazing thing. Even though the believers were scattered, they did not get weaker. Instead, the church grew and got stronger. Instead of being afraid, the believers, they went and they preached the good news of Jesus everywhere they went. Do you remember how there were seven deacons who were chosen? Remember? Stephen was one of them. Well, there was another deacon named Philip. Philip. So after Stephen was killed, Philip left Jerusalem and he went down to a city in Samaria. And there in Samaria, Philip preached about the Messiah. He told people in Samaria about Jesus. And the crowds listened to Philip. As Philip preached, evil spirits screamed and came out of many people. Many people who were disabled or who couldn't walk were healed. So as you can imagine, there was great joy in that city. Now, There was a man named Simon who lived in that city. Simon was a sorcerer. For a long time, he had been practicing evil magic there. Simon would amaze all the people of Samaria. He claimed to be someone great with great powers. As you can imagine, all the people then listened to him. It didn't matter how rich or poor or how smart or foolish you were because you were mesmerized by him. So everyone listened to Simon the sorcerer. The people started to call Simon the great power of God. Can you imagine that? Because Simon used evil magic people thought he had a connection to God to do powerful signs and wonders. You see, Simon had amazed the people for a long time with his evil magic. So they followed him. But when the people, when the people heard Philip preach about the good news of God's kingdom, and they saw what Philip did, and the name of Jesus, the people believed what Philip said instead. What ended up happening was many of the Samaritans became believers in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And as you know, when you decide to be a follower of Jesus, you get baptized. You know, you take it serious and you say, I'm going to be baptized. I'm going to be Jesus's. So many men and women were baptized. Now, Simon the sorcerer also believed and was baptized. Simon began to follow Philip everywhere he went. Simon was amazed by the great signs and miracles he saw Philip do. Now, as a sorcerer, Simon was really amazed at what Philip was doing like healing the sick You have to keep in mind, Simon could do really clever tricks, but he couldn't do things like that, like Philip could. Now, the news spread about how people in Samaria were becoming followers of Jesus. So when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people in Samaria had accepted God's word, Peter and John, they traveled to Samaria to find out what was happening. When Peter and John arrived, what do you think Peter and John did? Hmm. Peter and John prayed for the new believers. Do you know what they prayed? Peter and John prayed that the new believers in Samaria would receive the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of the new believers in Samaria yet. The new believers had only been baptized in the name of Jesus. Now you have to remember, it's when the Holy Spirit came to the apostles on Pentecost that they were given the power and boldness to preach the good news and to do signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. So Peter and John, they wanted to share every good thing that comes from God with the new believers. So they placed their hands on the new believers and prayed. And the new believers received the Holy Spirit too. Isn't that amazing? You see, you share, the disciples shared the best thing they had with others because they knew that it was a gift from God, and God wanted to give it to everyone, not to just some, but to everyone who calls in the name of Jesus. Now, as Simon watched the apostles place their hand on the new believers, Simon saw that the spear was given to the people. So do you know what he did? Oh. Simon offered money to Peter and John. Simon said, give me this power too. Give me this authority to me. I want it. I want to be able to put my hands on people and give them the Holy Spirit. Because if if I have it, Then everyone I place my hands on will receive the Holy Spirit. You see, Simon thought that the power came from the apostles. He thought there was some power in the apostles' hands, like some energy or magic that came out of their hands that gave power to the people. Simon had it all wrong. That was not, I mean, that was the first thing he got wrong. You see, the gift of the Holy Spirit is not, not given to us through people. No. The gift of the Holy Spirit is given to us by God and God alone. Many times, God uses people to go and share the good news of Jesus with others and to pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit. But it's not people who have the power to make it happen. No. No. God is always the gift giver. Only God has the power to give God's gifts to us. Yes, God uses people to be part of God's plan to save people, but it is never the apostles, never the leaders, never any human who does the saving. It is only and always God. So that was Simon's first wrong thinking. He was thinking wrong. The second thing Simon gets wrong is that Simon thinks you can buy the gifts of God. Simon thinks he can buy the authority, the position, the role to be like a leader to do God's kingdom work. Whoa, Simon got it all wrong. So when he tries to buy the gift of sharing the work of the Holy Spirit, you know what Peter says to him? Peter says, this is kind of scary. May your money be destroyed with you. Peter says, do you think you can buy God's gifts with money? You have no part or share in this holy work. Your heart is not right with God. Turn away from this evil sin of yours. Peter tells him, repent, repent, pray to the Lord so that what you wanted might be forgiven. I see that you are a man who is very bitter. You, Simon, are a prisoner to sin. You see, Simon got it all wrong. Simon was mostly interested in signs and wonders. Simon wanted to have power like the apostles. He wanted to be famous among people. Simon wanted to be great. He wanted to be able to amaze people. You see, that's all wrong. That's not what the kingdom of God is like. Do you think the apostles were praying for the Holy Spirit to come to the people because they wanted to show off? No. The apostles would pray for the Holy Spirit because they loved the people who were now followers of Jesus too. They knew that receiving the Holy Spirit was a gift from God and wanted to share that gift with others. You see, Simon could have said, Oh, God, forgive me, for I have sinned. I am only thinking about myself. But that's not what he is thinking. Instead of repenting, Simon says to Peter, and this is what he says, Oh, pray to the Lord for me. Pray that nothing you have said will happen to me. In other words, again, Simon is only concerned about himself. He's worried that his money and his own life will be destroyed. Let's not be like Simon. Let's focus on what God is doing. okay? Because God is doing an amazing work in this world. And let's focus on that and humbly ask God to use us in his exciting kingdom work. Let us search our hearts and repent so that we can be servants in the kingdom of God. You see, in the kingdom of God, the great serve. They're not trying to be like the hot shot and be like the center of attention. In the kingdom of God, okay. the great serve. So let's pray. Can you open them? Shut them. God, search us and know us. Open them, shut them. Sharing your gifts is our focus. Open them, shut them. Give every hands a clap. Open them, shut them. fold them in your laps. God, we are always amazed that you would love us so much. We are always amazed that you would choose to use people like us to show others just how great and wonderful you are. We ask that you would teach us your heart, your ways, and plant your word firmly in our hearts so that we may not sin against you. We want to be those whom others look at and say, Wow, God is good. Help us to be servants of all. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.